o'clock hour many of you are heading home congratulations you got through monday and it's been kind of a nice day out i mean it's 59 degrees out the sun is shining we started off in pea soup fog took a while to burn it off but once it did it's nice tomorrow they're expecting drizzle back to winter time in arkansas we're thankful for every day though that we yeah i'm thankful i wake up and look down on the grass (laughs) that's just the way it is anymore Looking down. You know, I could be in China right now and be quarantined yeah. with the other, what, 72 million people. And everybody goes, think about that, Dave. 72 million. I go, yeah, but think about that. A couple billion people in that country. Yeah. You know, a lot of people over there. You know, it's just a small group. Here's the thing. I'm going to digress just for a second. A lot of you are freaking out about this thing going on in China. 1,700 people have died since the flu season started. Died of regular flu, just telling you. And a lot of people are are getting the flu right now. Should be more concerned about that than about, uh, you know, the beer virus out there. Corona, that's what I call it, the beer virus. (laughs) You know, Dave, a lot of folks are afraid to get the flu shot. They're wrong. Yeah, I I agree. It's not... It doesn't cause the flu. It's not filled with... I believe doctors, not centerfolds from Playboy. Well, who's, I hate to be the odd one out here, guys, yeah. but I haven't had a flu shot in Wait. 10 years. Yeah, but you don't need you it. haven't had the flu. Right. No, 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 no. I, let me be clear here. If, you're, if you have a good immune system and you haven't caught a flu in 10 years, you can decide whether or not to get the flu shot. If you're at risk for getting the flu... One for one good form of protection that's not perfect is the flu shot. But no, no, healthy folks. If if you don't I'm type have two issue, diabetic, I get my flu yeah, shot. That's yeah. true. If you're over sixty five, if you have uh, some sort of immunity two. problem, if you're very young, <laughs> there's a variety of reasons to get it. I happen to get it, uh, the flu shot, but I haven't had the flu in years and years, so I'm a little belt and suspenders. But no, absolutely, Dan, you don't you don't need to get the flu shot if you're healthy. But if you're at risk, if you work in healthcare, it, you know there yeah. are a variety of you reasons work in why the public schools. That's system. right, work in the public schools. I that's All one the of the reasons. Nose kids, right? Well, you, I work <laughs> over at the university, and I've got now something like a hundred students, in, not this semester, but in one class, and much higher likelihood of exposure. So that's one of the reasons. Keep in mind the Yamauchi bump. Do not shake yes, anybody's exactly. hand. That's right. Right. You do the arm the bump arm or, or the, the fist or bump. Fist. That's right. The Yamauchi bump. That's what you do. Exactly. Absolutely. Anyway. Any event. Let's we've get got into Dan it. Sullivan here today. Glad to be Dan here. Dan Sullivan's one of my favorite guys. I have to admit that I didn't throw my support behind Dan Sullivan when he was running against John Cooper. Years ago. Let's years be clear. Ago. Yeah, not this, this is a, time. This is a long time ago. How many years ago was that, Dan? I think it was in 2013. Yeah. It's been yeah, a while. Right. Long time ago. Because Cooper came out so strong 
about being against Medicare expansion, and that was a huge topic. Yeah. And it let's be clear is, what it is. It's yeah. Obamacare in the state. That's correct. And uh, Dan, I think, said something like he wanted to do a little bit more, you know, research into it. Right. And so I, I, I went with John. You went with the safe. And bet. you know what? What John, you thought? John got elected, and the first thing that John Cooper did, Senator then Senator John Cooper then did, was vote to expand Medicaid. Wait, wait, wait. So let me see if I get this Medicaid. clear. And I'm being a little facetious because I know the facts, of course. <laughs> You've got it clear, don't you? Yeah, I think I've got it clear. But let me see if I've got this clear. Nonetheless, you got John Cooper seven years ago saying, I'm going to vote against Obamacare. He gets elected. He ran on that. He runs on that. Hard. Runs on that hard. He gets elected. And the first time that vote comes up, Obamacare in the states. He votes to to expand it. Well, now, now, Dave, you see, now I'm confused. <laughs> it, that strikes me as not a conservative position. Uh, let me ask you this, Dave. I, I guess at least he's conservative enough to vote for Stand Your Ground. Oh, Is no. that right? No, wait, no, what? no. He's the wait, wait, only. Wait, what? He was the person who made it possible to kill uh, Ballinger Stand Your Ground legislation in the judicial, the judiciary uh, uh, committee. Uh, committee, yeah, of Wait, the Senate. So now, let's define for your audience, Dave, what stand your ground is. It exists in well over half the states. It means you don't have to run away. It right. means that you can defend your life at whatever position you're at, basically. You don't mm-hmm. have to look around and say, now, do I have a place that I can run to? No, if you have a gun... And you can use it, or or a baseball bat for that matter, Anything, right? and you can protect your life with it, by all means, use it. And you know what, what really has come out in that in the discussion of this is when we criminalize self-defense, that's just another step towards criminalizing guns. And I think that's what I'm most concerned about is when we start telling our Kansans, you can't stand and defend yourself. And if you do you're going to be at risk of being a criminal, of a felony, perhaps. And, you know, that's that's where John is completely wrong. And I think when he came out, um, for a lot of people now, he's come out and said the law not only was a bad law, but the law criminalizes murder. And I know we have asked him multiple times, where in the law does it say that? And he has... Criminalizes or legalizes Legal, legalizes. Legalizes. Or legalizes. Right, right, right. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, good, good catch. I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> ha! Good catch. Well, yeah, I have to watch that going forward, but you're right. It, so it's going to make it legal to commit murder. That's his point. And, uh, you know, and I'm surprised. And of course, he got his law degree from what school? <laughs> University oh, of wait. Nowhere. He, yeah, University yeah, of Nowhere. Yeah, you like know what that. would be great? It would be great if in this room right here today, there was a lawyer or law professor who could give his opinion. Let me see if I can find yeah, one. Do we have at, a lawyer in the yeah, room? Yeah, is there a that put your hand up <laughs> if there's a law professor in the room? Hey, I read that bill. There's no legalization of murder. Quite the contrary. Even Alan Clark said the same thing. Right. Indeed. It, chairman of the Arkansas Senate Judiciary Committee. He said, uh, no. Well, and he the, said, uh, the author of the bill is an attorney. Of course, the author of the bill, Bob Bellinger, is the only practicing attorney in in the Arkansas Senate. Right, and yeah. of course, Bob definitely wanted to make murder legal. Exactly. Well, that's just how far 
you know, when you talk, as you started out talking about Obamacare or Arkansas Works or the private option, they're all essentially large government health care programs by three different names. And John, you know, promised, and that was probably 80% of his campaign back when he was first elected was to oppose that. But he also mentioned guns, and he also mentioned, uh, you know, the Bible and our our heritage. And, you know, that's those all three of those are issues that John has flipped 180 degrees on. And when you uh, when we press him and ask him for explanations about why he voted that way, you know, we just get way off track uh, and to the far side. What, what is it, Robert, you hear camp? People say if you're going to tell a falsehood, tell a really big yeah, one. Yeah, make it big. Exactly. <laughs> it big. If you're going to lie, lie big. You know, make it make it a huge deal. And that's what John's done with not only the Second Amendment and the Stand Your Ground bill. He's gone big. It legalizes murder. He's done the same thing on the Bible in school by talking about we're going to, uh, you know, all these other things will happen, the Koran in schools. You know, first, folks need to read the bill. It's not a religious study. It's strictly an academic study. Mm -hmm. And secondly, you know, for 200 years, it worked well uh, in schools to have the Bible there. Um, And our founders, many of our founders, Benjamin Rush, for one, was known as the founder of American education. He strongly supported the Bible in school. So for John to say, you know, we're going to study the Bible in school and people are going to study religion that's not what the bill said. In fact, he went. He had an open house, and in that ho- open house, people had raised their hand, raised their hand, and said, "John, did you read the bill? Uh, because it doesn't teach. You're not allowed to teach those religious um, precepts. It's strictly a historical, academic study of the Bible." And tell me, you know, Robert. But if I can interrupt for one second, Dan, maybe he did read the bill because maybe he read it the same way he read Stand Your Ground. Yeah, good point. Right? So you, you, he looks at the words, then he throws them away, and he makes up a cartoon of reality, and then he goes out there and sells his position, which is 180 degrees opposite of what in reality it is. Yeah. In other words, he says, I'm for uh, strong gun rights. No, you're not, John. He says, I'm for canceling Obamacare. No, you're not, John. I'm for uh, respecting the Bible. He wasn't when it came to this bill. So he's just, he's, it's one thing for a liberal, for example, to say, look, I have these different views than a conservative. But it's another thing for a would-be Republican to go out there, claim to be conservative, and then pursue a liberal agenda. That's what John Cooper did. And then not tell the truth about it. Yeah, you know, how how do we teach in our schools um, all men are created equal. Well, when when a student says, well, teacher, who created us? What does that mean? Exactly. You know, how do you get to that level? And when we teach in our science classes that, you know, the, how the world began and where you came from, but we're going to ignore the creation theory. At some point, we have to, our nation and our cities and our community has to get comfortable with having the Bible back in school as a document that we can study historically uh, to give us the foundations of our nation. Uh, And, of course, it's all throughout the the Constitution, throughout our Declaration. It talks about faith, and it talks about uh, our creation, and men are equal. You know, where where do unalienable rights come from? That's got to be a God thing. Indeed, uh, you're right on the money, Dan. As you know, I teach law. And did you ever notice 
that the laws of humankind, the laws that we have in the in the United States, the laws that we have in Arkansas, look remarkably like the laws in the Bible. Yeah, the Ten you? Commandments. Now, the part about um, respecting God is not a law that we have on our layperson books. But what about all the other? No murder, no stealing, no kidnapping. Uh, these are all laws found in the How Bible. About our money. In God we trust. Right. But all of these all of these laws are found in the Bible and we can't recognize that that's a source historically. Yeah. Historically. For civil law? Well of course it is. Yeah, and you know, I'm glad you brought up in God we trust. You know, we passed that bill on I think twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. John sat on the sidelines then didn't vote. Is that uh, right? Yeah. So we have these these uh foundational principles of our country and our nation. And, of course, in Arkansas, you would think if anywhere we're going to stand for these uh, these kinds of principles, you would think that John and would be behind the citizens of the state of Arkansas. And I'll just mention one more thing. We can go down that different road. You know, everybody now claims to be a Trump Republican. Who doesn't say, I'm a Trump Republican? But so on what basis do you say that? So when you align yourselves, you know, President Trump was the one that said, I support the Bible bill. He had a tweet. And several tweets and news stories that he supports that, you know, he uh, the refugee situation that came up, you know, President Trump spoke out on that, giving us more power. Second Amendment. President Trump has been very strong on the Second Amendment. Pro-life. Pro-life. Taxes. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I've, I've been really curious in the Jonesboro Sun today. It talked about how the implementation of the um, Internet sales tax has caused all these revenue uh, generate all the revenue increases. And I think, and they talked about Amazon and Wayfair. Amazon and Wayfair were been collecting taxes for our state for about a year. So it had nothing to do with the increases that happened in July. And from my perspective, you know, when you say that Arkansas's economy is up because of this, of that uh, internet sales tax, that's like the tail wagging the dog. You know, it's been the Trump economy that's helped Arkansas. Well, that's this thing, you know, in in economics and in statistics, it's this false notion of causation with correlation. And so, for example, there have been plenty of studies that demonstrate when there's an increase in the um, sale of ice cream, there's an increase in crime. So do you think ice cream causes (laughs) crime? Do you really? Of course not. Well, I know you do, Uh, but of course it doesn't, and it reflects something else that's going on. And of course, it's likely that people buy ice cream when it's hot outside. When it's hot outside, people can go outside, and they don't like staying inside if they don't have air conditioning, and some some more crime happens. When it's really cold. when they get really hot, they get irritable. Exactly. Yeah. You know, when it's cold, you stay inside, you turn on what, what heat you got, and you bundle up so you don't have the ability or at least a likelihood for committing crime. But this is, you see this all the time in politics. These politicians go out and make these fanciful, nonsensical claims. I was in office when, when this happened, therefore I did it. No, well, no. A, yeah, and that's kind of what John's trying to do. Of course. You know, taking credit for, we, of course we did reduce taxes and John and I both voted for those tax uh, increases. However, well, there are also seven tax increases that John voted for every one of those. When you look at the president's economy, he's done this by cutting regulation. He's done it by lowering our taxes. 
and caused a, you know, a great economy nationwide. And Arkansas has benefited from that. Of course, we, Arkansas, there are several things we've done here in the state that were good, too. But we kind of follow what happens nationally. Uh, and what's happened nationally is those Trump policies have worked well. And John's been on the other side of those Trump policies and worked against them. I want to talk about those taxes issues when we come back from this break. Very good. You saw me getting <laughs> I, I the break. Did, I saw the signal. All right. We've got a break coming up. We'll be back with more of the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM. The answer, it's the home. Let me give it to you. Let me give it to you. It's the home of Rush Limbaugh. However, starting next week, it is also the home of Sean Hannity and Jay Sekulow. And Dave Ellswick and in the Dave morning. And Dave in the morning from uh, 6 until 9 a.m. All right, we've got about five minutes before we get a little bit of news for you at the bottom of the hour, and then we'll play some spots so that we can pay the electric bill. But right now, Dan Sullivan's on with us and will be for the next half hour as well here on the Dave Ellswick Show, just talking the issues of what's affecting the state. We'll talk a little bit more about John Cooper, who somehow has had amnesia about what it means to be a true Republican. I'd love John to come on the show. John was on your show during the, um, what time was it? I think when, back, oh, back in the legislative yeah, session last time. Yeah, when he was helping barbers. Yeah, and, yeah. and then didn't do anything. <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, I'll say this, you, you know, Dave, we in Northeast Arkansas are glad you're moving to 6 a.m. because we'll have something, a news talk show to listen to. All right, so, just for everybody that's in that area, let me just tell you, I'm going to find a station up there that's a news talk station and will offer my show to them absolutely free. I have to play a few of our commercials, but other than that, absolutely free, and maybe we can make that happen. Amen. Well, I'll, I'll help you. I'll give you the contacts. Okay. I know just a spot you can hit there. All right. <laughs> I appreciate it. And in the meantime, it. of course, folks can listen on the Internet. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you can listen on the Internet. You can watch on Facebook Live, all that. I'll be on early. You may not want to see it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I may be, you know, coffee cup in one hand, eye against the microphone, <laughs> leaning up against it, trying to stay awake. No, it won't be that way at all. I've done mornings before. All right. So what are you seeing is going to be the big issues over the over this year Um uh, and dealing with, for instance, the, the election coming up in November, uh, do you think they're going to be able to get uh, recreational marijuana on the on the ballot by November? Well, I, I don't know. There's a lot of money in that, and where the money is, money talks. So whether they'll and I, you know we've had some people come to us and say, well, I was asked to sign the the marijuana recreational marijuana sheet, but the people that were uh, selling that to us weren't completely honest. Mm-hmm. And so there's been several complaints that we've heard about um, recreational marijuana and getting signatures. Uh, so I hope it's an honest, transparent issue. Um, I hope it doesn't get on there. I'm not supportive of that. You know, we've got a, um, but again, money talks. And I think many bureaucrats see the revenues that can be gained as a great opportunity. Yeah. Not much different than we did with the casinos. Okay, because, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, no, I won't say, it's a joke. I was going to do a joke saying, here, sign here and then take a hit, you know, but, uh, no, that's not. Maybe take a hit and then sign, <laughs> yeah, which one. is the order. It could have worked either way. But the bottom line is there's a couple other issues that are going to be out there 
perhaps. They don't have the signatures yet. The other one is Couch's bill, which will, instead of the ruling party doing the redistricting uh, no, of yeah. the things that they want to have now, some kind of freaking group that you vote in or well, something. Well, here's the thing. that This, folks, is for when you create legislative districts, including the type of district that Dan's going to run in, but it will be after he runs. For years in Arkansas, the party that controlled two of the three constitutional officers, the majority. Before that, it was just the governor. Just the governor, right. Mm-hmm. Then it went to the majority of that, constitutional. That's because that's White won the governorship, and so the Democrats changed the rules. Exactly. <laughs> and so now, Funny how that works. Right. Yeah, it is. Well, but, and it's a great presage to what I'm going to say, which is now they want to do the same thing. Now we have Republican constitutional officers. Wait, we can't have Republicans making those That's decisions. That's right. So in in a vacuum, I would be happy to have a discussion about how to do redistricting. But when it's clearly a leftist attempt to take away control of the government as it should be from the majority of people in the majority party, I'm not interested in having that conversation. So we're, gonna, we're going to impeach the process? Yeah. Exactly. It's like we don't like having a Republican president. We're going to impeach him. That's right. And it's like (laughs) this nonsense also about the um, Electoral College. We lost on the Electoral College, say the Dems, and now we don't like it anymore. Got to throw it out the window. Yeah, they liked it before. Now they don't like it. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We're going to do some news for you. Dan's going to stay here. Uh, State Representative Dan Sullivan, hoping to be state senator. Uh, Dan Sullivan, and I hope that he gets that as well. Me too. But let's take a break. Let's get the news, and then we'll come back with more at 1011 FM, The Answer, and the home of Rush Limbaugh. All right, we continue on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget, I'm going to keep reminding you this week, because no matter how many times I say this, somebody say, you didn't say this. But I, I'm saying it, and I got I got witnesses. Uh, starting Monday next week, I will not be on at this time. I will be on beginning at 6 a.m., going to 9 a.m. I'll be doing the morning show. There's two things people have asked for this radio station. One is something we can't do anything about, and that is raise the power of the radio station. You can hear it in our area that is that nielsen does the checking out on well i know you can get all the way up to conway for example because i drive no, up you to can conway. get in greenbrier right. and all the way up to b branch but the, right. the bottom line is because you're high you have a high uh, a tower tower yes. right. a lot of people it's not as strong as they want it to be okay all right well i i understand that but you send me emails and texts and you say turn up the power I can't do that. The FCC uh, dictates what the power is going to be. If and, at, and if you're at home, listen on the Internet. Then. You can listen or in your phone or, right. or whatever. There's That's a million right. different ways to get radio now, except on your radio. And then the other thing was that you wanted a morning show that was, number one, kind of funny and lighthearted at times, but would talk about issues like, we do, by the way, on the show. Uh, so we decided to move the Dave Ellswick show to 6 to 9 a.m. To help you out during the afternoons, we got Rush Limbaugh now from 11 to 2, and then 2 until 5, it'll be Sean Hannity. 
And this is a great one. And people hadn't heard about this until this week. Jay Sekulow coming up in the final hour of the day, 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock. That, to me, is the best conservative lineup of talk you can have. I've, I've never worked at a station that conservative yeah, as we have here. In northeast Arkansas, you need to get the app. Yeah. Yeah, I've got the the 101.1 app. Need to be listening. And listen all the time. It's a, it's a truth. But anyway, starting Monday, I'll be on from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. So you get that morning show you've been asking for. And uh, I'll get up at 3 a.m. to do that for you. All right? Thank you. And make, uh, make our my promise to you. It will be a great show. As far as the guests I've had on the afternoons, some of them are going to be on early in the morning as well. For instance, Robert Steinbach. He'll be on with me on Fridays. On Fridays, right. All right. Instead of Mondays, on Fridays. Uh, I think the power panel, I'm going to move them to Mondays. That's where you, you'll hear them. So, I mean, I'm just telling you, there'll be some changes, but a lot of things that change that's really just going to be the same thing over again. We'll keep you up to date on what's going on, like we did in the last hour. I bet you didn't know about all this stuff going on with yeah. Barry Hyde. Yeah. Now getting new, you know, election equipment in because, you know, the Pulaski County judge is holding up the money. Huh? Okay. Anyway, I've already asked Thurston to come on and talk about that. So oh, we'll do that as well. But let's get back. Dan Sullivan is here. Don't want to take up his time. He's here for, with us until five o'clock and then we'll let him go at the height of the traffic so it'll take him until seven or eight to get home to jonesboro but uh, anyway you know let's let me get over to robert here robert you've been solidly in in dan sullivan's corner and let me be clear about this i met john cooper on your show very friendly guy I actually, I think I've mentioned on the air before. He's just, got, just because we yeah. don't agree with him right. politically on issues doesn't mean we don't like him. Right, very and friendly guy. That's hard for some people to get their hands around. You know, we get that throws out all the time. Hate, they call it hate. Uh, you're, you're mudslinging, right? Yeah. You know, because you disagree with their vote, and so now you're slinging mud because you disagree with your vote. No, that's facts. <laughs> what I don't like it is. Though, it just, it, here's the here's how they voted. And now John has gotten upset with our campaign multiple times that we are, uh, you know, not letting his messages and getting out clearly, but he refuses to debate. So how can you complain on the one hand that you can't get your message out or your opponent is distorting your message and then you refuse to have a debate, which is John is doing. Well, it's even worse than that, Dan, if I may add, and that is John is not telling the truth. John is lying about his positions. So I don't mind if someone we had on your show, Dave, I was on your show when uh, Joyce Elliott came on. Yeah. What a what a very nice uh, person and, and smart and extremely Who's left. now running for the second that, district for right. Congress. That's right. Mm-hmm. Very nice person. She's on your show and she uh, was pleading her case for a bill that we actually agreed on. On occasion, there was those nonpartisan bills and we agreed with her on that bill. And then she had other things she liked that we didn't agree on. And we told her, you know, we're not going to agree on those things, and that's just fine. But what she didn't do, and what John Cooper is doing... Is run away from what she is. That's right. Yeah. That's right. She said, these are my positions. And John Cooper has turned on its head his own positions because he knows he can't win on those. He's against stand your ground. He's voted for every tax hike 
that has been offered. He hasn't met a tax hike that he doesn't like. He voted for, let me say it again, for Obamacare, not against Obamacare. So then when he says to Dan, you're not letting my position come out? No. In fact, what Dan is doing is pointing out more politely than me, by the way. <laughs> That's not hard. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. I'm from New York. We tell it the way it is. Uh, he's not telling the truth. Yeah, and of course, we got another tax coming up uh, that's going to come up as issue one on the road tax. Yep. And you know, that's, uh, of course, I've, I'm opposed to that. I've supported Julie Mayberry's bill. I think there are other ways. You know, some people, their only solution to every problem is raise the taxes. And it's we've got to educate the, the people and the voter. You know that in the past 10 years, and the numbers come from DFNA and from Bureau of Legislative Research, in the past 10 years, we have had about $1.3 or $4 billion in revenue surpluses. And very little of that has gone to highways. In fact, there's a blackout period here of, of five or six or seven years. We didn't put any of that. And we're supposed to be putting in 25%. Now, of course, that some of that predates our current governor. Uh, and I think this last session, we put in a significant amount of money. Uh, and I appreciate that. But to tell us that every time we have a problem, we'll just raise taxes. Mm-hmm. And we create those crises by withholding money for several years. And then all of a sudden, now we have a crisis. And the only way to do it is raise taxes. And indeed, we've operated ever since Arkansas has had roads without a constitutional amendment that put aside separately money to pay for our roads. And if we enact a constitutional amendment to fund roads, we're going to do one for schools? Mm -hmm. Are we going to do one for the uh, police? Are we going to do one for the municipalities? We're just going to have a stack of constitutional amendments to fund the things that are supposed to be done by people like you, Dan, elected representatives. The job of state senators and state representatives is to go to the legislature and decide what gets spent on what. Yeah. And this is a cop-out is what it is. You know, we actually had, I think it's, I'm going to have to research it a little bit more, but in, in the spreadsheet that I've got here and uh, Robert, I showed it to you. Yes. You know, in twenty or two thousand and seven and eight, we were supposed to be dedicating twenty five percent of the surplus to transfer to highways. We didn't do that for seven or eight years, so it was a law that we just didn't do. So now we have a crisis, and now we're going to raise the taxes because the legislature failed to, and the governor. Uh, again, this, some of this predates our current governor. Sure. But we've just failed to fund our highways as we should. And that's why I think, you know, there are, again, other ways of doing this that other states are doing, that Arkansas can follow. But we've got to have the courage to go ahead and step up and say there's no need to raise your taxes right now. Yeah, just because it's a tax that was there does not need to be a tax that you continue and that a tax that you're going to now add to the Constitution of the state, for God's sake. Exactly. It's going it's going to be an additional tax because once they put it in the Constitution, they'll say, oh, well, whatever you were paying before, you continue to pay that. And the other one we have no choice about. That's the Constitution. 
So it's going to inherently raise taxes. And remember, this all builds on the last 10 years when we had this special tax. What was it? A a nickel or something like that? Or or point or or half a cent rather uh, that was supposed to go away in 10 years. And now they want to make it permanent in the Constitution. After they just raised gas three cents. And diesel six, if I'm not mistaken, and when they right. come back, they can raise it up even higher if they like want. A penny a year or something. Yeah, you know, you know, guys, that's really one of my principal parts. And we meet with a lot of people, knocking doors now, and talking to a lot of folks. And you'll hear the number one things one of people want is to be able to trust their elected official. Trust wow. them. So when and it it polls higher, and and people talk about it more than everything else. So here we are as a legislature promised the people in 2012 that this would end we promised them and when it came time for us as legislators to vote this kind of roundabout way to extend it you know i just opposed that we promised the people uh that this would end and we need to let it end now if we want to come back in another session and solve this as legislators we can do that but instead we've kind of done an end run over that promise to run this issue one and I'm just, again, I think our legislature can solve this. If we can't, then we need to, every one of us, uh, walk away from our position because the that's why our people in our districts elected us, was to solve these problems. And we can do it, but folks don't want to be accountable in a lot of places for, for raising or lowering a tax. So we just say, we're going to hand it out, let the people decide. Well, that's well and good, and it sounds really good, but that's our job. And there's going to be two and a half million dollars out there to convince them that the way to vote is to vote for that tax. Yeah. Because I haven't heard any group against opposed going to put up money to say why you shouldn't vote for that. Yeah. I, I know of one group, 101.1. Well, yeah, you'll hear it here. <laughs> That's right. I'll be saying it, but uh, my biggest thing is, is is I can't believe you want to put a tax in the Constitution. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It just does not make sense to me. All right, a break, final break for this hour, then we'll be back and continue with Dan Sullivan and Robert Steinbach, whose opinions are his and his alone and not necessarily those of the Bowen School of Law or University of Arkansas Little Rock. UA Little Rock. UA Little Rock. Well, that's what I said yeah. here on the Dave Ellswick Show. <laughs> All right, let's finish up with uh, Dan Sullivan here. And for you who may have just joined us, we've been talking with him about uh, his time as a representative, but now as a candidate for the state supreme uh, supreme state senate. <laughs> what well, district is kind of supreme? What district is it? District twenty one. Twenty one. It's Craighead okay. County, Arkansas. And let me let me talk just for a moment to your small communities. You know, one of the things that Arkansas does, we are one of the most highly centralized funded states in the nation. That means we send our money to Little Rock, and then Little Rock takes it, and we have to go ask for our own money back. And I favor a program, and the national average is about 60%, where Arkansas is about 80%. I'd like to see us move back to where we're spending more of our money locally. It really hits our small towns and small communities especially hard because when we have these venture capital programs, we have rainy day funding, we have quick action closing funds, and it's very difficult for our rural communities to benefit from that. 
So we're effectively sweeping their money in order to send it to Little Rock and then have lobbyists and other special interest groups battle over how they spend their money. I know during the break I showed you guys a uh, an example of that, that we, that we uh, the state sent $2.9 million to Northwest Arkansas for a group called Theater Squared. $2.9 million. And that was the money from all over the state that goes up there for that fund. And I know of that program. And in Northeast Arkansas, we have several small communities that really need economic development, but their economic development is because their infrastructure is crumbling. Their sewers are crumbling. Their wells are crumbling and they can't get their own money back to do that. So how best to equally distribute um, our surplus money or these other funds how do we get that back to our rural communities? And it just doesn't happen. And it really hurts our rural communities. Let's just let people keep some of their own money. What a unique idea. Yeah. Well, when people up in Craighead County are subsidizing, are paying for a $3 million opera house uh, where people can swirl their Chardonnay and wear their tuxedos, and over there in Craighead County, parts thereof, you got crumbling infrastructure that doesn't seem very fair, does it? But that's what happens. Government creates these fancy name, fancy title funds. They take your money. They take my money. They put it in the fund and say, this is a such and such rainy day tomorrow fund. Come send me an application. They pay some pure hack, 100 grand to process it. So that gets skimmed off the top like cream right out of the cow. And then what remains gets sent back to those who can make enough noise and hire a rich enough uh, lobbyist to come in and beg for that money. And guess who gets it? A $3 million donation to an opera house. That is exactly what I just described. Some rich lobbyist making sure it goes to line the pockets of the hoi polloi instead of the plumbers, the teachers, and the uh, the bakers. Well, how about, I mean, instead of a half-cent sales tax, instead of spending money that way, good budgeting says you put it, where it's really needed and it sounds right. like to me we got places where it's really needed and roads seem to be the place that arkansans believe that it's really needed so let's put it in the roads yeah and you know when you talk about the overall three million dollars in our state budget is not much no it's not but it's a heck of a lot to a little community in jonesboro or just outside of jonesboro and craighead county it's a heck of a lot for the little communities that surround little rock but that's where most of our economic development efforts are and i understand that you know northwest arkansas is bright and shiny central arkansas is bright and shiny why not invest there but that's those are all well and good things but what happens to our little communities in southeast arkansas that would like to be bright and shiny would like to be bright and shiny right and can i take issue a little bit dan you know i agree with you your statement i don't mean to suggest that you're wrong but this notion that three million dollars is not a lot in uh, relative to the whole bucket that's true but you know it is a a lot too and you know this you weren't saying otherwise the folks up in craighead by the way many folks down here in little rock three million dollars is a lot of money, and this is what happens when these bureaucrats and when these lobbyists get in the room. They start throwing around our money. Well, it's only $3 million from the folks at Craighead. Now, I realize it's not only from them. It's from everybody. But the point is that's real money that can go be spent on real infrastructure. Yeah, you know, in Caraway, Arkansas, a small, wonderful little town just outside of Jonesboro, their well went down. 
and they're going to have to uh, borrow money from the state at 3%. So they're going to have to get their own money back, and they pay 3% to use their own money to fix their well that's been crumbling. What's that well cost to fix, do you know? $200,000. 200000 yeah. $3 million goes to an opera house in Fayetteville for people in black tie and swirling Chardonnay, and we can't get $200,000 from the rainy day. Let's not have a dried-up well fund. Oh, we don't have that fund. We didn't make that fund because some bureaucrat and some rich lobbyist didn't doesn't see any interest, isn't getting paid on the down low. For that kind of project. Do you want to know what the real hypocrisy is? Please. Is that you'll hear state politicians complain about the federal government Mm -hmm. controlling the money coming back to our state, and they do the same Same doggone thing. thing. Yeah, we, we, We had a big debate up in Craighead County about a tax increase that they wanted to use for our police and fire, and we absolutely need more money for our police and fire. And they talked about how we're running our police department and fire department on grants. Well, you know what? Let's quit. Let's let us keep some of our own money, and we don't need to write a grant from the state or from anybody else. Just let the people keep their own money and let us decide how to do it. You know, those people in in Bono who have uh, crumbling sewer systems and sewage coming up in their yard, uh, who's going to move there? What kind of economic development is that for Bono? And Bono's growing, and they're doing much better. But why don't we let them control their own money so they can have some economic development in those small communities. And I think it's exactly what's happened in rural Arkansas. We talk about the crises in our rural communities. That's one of them. We don't allow them to have much economic uh, decision-making on their part with their own money. Yeah, and who knows best how to spend the money than the people who live yeah, there. The government that governs the closest <coughs> governs absolutely. the best. A- absolutely. Yeah. So that's a that's really a priority for me is to help our state move from this centralized funding back to a more localized funding and where people aren't writing grants and having to hire lobbyists and have other special interests come to Little Rock to do that. You had a, had a gentleman up there, gentleman may not be the right word, he argued with me over that and he said, no, we need more money going to Little Rock. And we need to elect legislators who will go down there and fight for us. I said, wait a minute. Why would we do that? Why do we have to fight to get our own money? To get your own money. That's, exactly, that's crazy. You should have told me, hey, give me your wallet. Now, now argue with me for your money back. Well, I, I've done that before. There that's you go. good. There you I go. like that. Dan, thanks for coming in. Sure, my thanks. pleasure. I appreciate you coming in and being a part. You say where you're at, Mr. Steinbach, and you and I, I will get at it. I double for the second hour. And I okay. will promise I will tune in Monday morning at... 605. There you got it. <laughs> and I'll be here right on 101.1 FM, The Answer, the home of the Rush Limbaugh Show. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. 
Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.